production, letting our community know about the Lord Jesus Christ. Psalm 92.1 says, It is good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to your name, O Most High. Father, we are thankful today and we are thankful for your word. It is a light to our pathway. It's a lamp to our feet. It shows us where we are today. It shows us where we're to go next. I pray, Lord, that you would help us to receive your word today with gladness. Let your word accomplish what you have intended it to accomplish, what you sent it to accomplish, God, which is rearranging and changing our thinking, our living, our talking, our walking change us today and we give you praise for it. Amen. Well, did everybody have a blessed Thanksgiving? Anybody eat too much? The rest of y'all are lying and we need to have another altar call because I know on Thanksgiving most everybody eats too much. I ate too much. My, my wife made me oyster dressing. I know it's going to gag some of you, but all the I tell you what, it is the best thing. It's what I look forward to every Thanksgiving. But I ate too much. But I wonder, with Thanksgiving just a few days behind us, is there anybody here that's still thankful? Sure, the turkey's been roasted. It's been carved and eaten and eaten again and eaten again. Anybody like leftovers? I love a good turkey sandwich late at night, a little cranberry on the side. The tryptophan set in, and men all over the nation were chemically moved beyond their own control to couches and lazy boy recliners to watch the football game with their eyes closed and their pants loosened. Uh-huh. You know I'm telling the truth now. By Saturday afternoon, finally got all those dirty dishes done and put away. But is anybody still thankful? Some were battered and bruised in Target or Walmart battling for the deal of the century on Black Friday. Any Black Friday shoppers out there and you're not ashamed to admit it? Uh-huh. My wife, a couple years ago, she said, by the way, she's not feeling well at all today. If you just whisper a prayer for Karen, she's, she's really wanted to be here. But she's, uh, it just hit her real, real sudden. Pray for Karen today, please. Thank you. A few years ago, I know you will, Big Bear. You're, you're awesome. A couple years ago, Karen said, I want to go, I want to do Black Friday. This was when it was only opening at 6 a.m. Then they decided 6 a.m. wasn't good enough. They're going to open at 4 a.m. Well, this year, somebody got the bright idea that 4 a.m. wasn't early enough, so they opened at midnight, and I understand some of the malls just stayed open all day Thursday. Didn't even bother closing. Some of the stores just stayed open. Why? Because they want that. They love that almighty dollar, don't they? They want to get those best deals. She asked me, oh, I want to go. Let's get up and go. And so I said, all right. So I got up with her, and we about 5 in the morning to go so we could get in line early, right, early before 6 o'clock. I had no idea people had been camping out for three days to get in. I thought I'd get up at five and get ahead of the crowd, right? Get ahead of the. It wrapped all the way around. But it's crazy on Black Friday. Y'all know it's crazy. I mean, people, crazy loons come out on Black Friday. 
Now, if you went on Black Friday, I, that wasn't aimed at you at all, believe me. But I looked at some of the, some of the top Black Friday disasters. I looked up some Black Friday disasters, and I found there's actually quite a few. Walmart gets the lion's share of probably the most disasters. <coughs> mm -hmm. A few years ago, there was a stampede. It was titled, I mean, the headline of it was Stampede, and that's really what it was. Stampede at Walmart, and they trampled one of the employees. He died. Yeah. Last year, uh, a disaster struck in Walmart. Thanks to the mushy minds of the mob, four people were hurt, and a 34-year-old employee was killed during the stampede. Walmart, having a PR nightmare on their hands, they promised better crowd control in the future. Wasn't that nice of Walmart? Toys R Us had a battle, had a showdown, actually. One tragic Black Friday in 2008, when two ladies started bickering in the Toys R Us parking lot, their boyfriends got involved. They were frothing at the mouth and punch drunk on pride. They drew their weapons, and they shot each other dead on the spot. On a Black Friday over some toys at Toys R Us. Now, I told you that one of the employees at Walmart was stampeded to death. Here's the flip side of that coin. A woman shopping in China at Walmart. A group of employees saw her and accused her of shoplifting. They demanded to search her bags, but the shopper refused, calling it an invasion of her privacy. The Walmart employees, you getting this? They were perturbed, and they proceeded to kick the privacy out of the woman. She later died of those injuries. Black Friday disasters. Back in 2005, a crush of shoppers trampled a 72-year-old woman. She landed in the hospital, but miraculously, she did survive. Then there was another. I told you, Walmart, they got the lion's share of the disasters. There was a, a, a stabbing at Walmart over a PS3, PlayStation 3. Never cross a passion-possessed man, especially one that's been waiting in line for 36 grueling hours to buy the new PS3. You just never know what they're liable to do. Two crooks found this out the hard way. They attempted to rob a man outside of a super Walmart who had been waiting in line. The shopper went mad, fighting like a demon, and stabbed one of the crooks to within a breath of his life. Then there was another fan on a Black Friday. He didn't leave the line even after he got shot. Want to know what steely-eyed commitment really is? Try this one on for size. Two robbers shot a man square in the chest when he refused to hand over $2,500, which he brought to buy several PS3s. The gunmen flee immediately, and the man slowly gets up, brushes the dirt off his clothes, and refuses to leave the line. Eventually, the man was talked into going to the hospital where he made a speedy and full recovery. Black Friday can get insane, folks. But you see, 
I believe that Thanksgiving must be more than turkey dressing and cranberry sauce. I believe that Thanksgiving needs to be more than football games and parades. Hello? I believe Thanksgiving Day needs to be more than Target and Walmart and Macy's and Best Buy and any other place you want to go on Black Friday. It may, Black Friday may have been a couple days ago. Cyber Monday might be tomorrow, but I'm telling somebody today, we're at Victory Sunday right now. Come on now, we're at Victory Sunday today. Thanksgiving, listen to me. Thanksgiving isn't some day in Thanksgiving on a Thursday toward the end of the month. It's got to be more than this. Thanksgiving isn't just some day that we celebrate somebody landing on the East Coast, eating turkey. Thanksgiving is an attitude. It's an attitude of gratitude, which should not be confined to any one day of the year or some holiday in the fall season. For the follower of Christ, we have so much to be thankful for, do we not? So we should just be thankful all year long. Is there anybody here today that's still thankful? You're still thankful. A few days after Thanksgiving and you're still thankful? I found the Bible just filled with thankful people. The one that I love the most and that has encouraged me the most is, well, the Apostle Paul. This is one thankful man right here. He learned the secret of Thanksgiving, and he didn't even have the holiday of Thanksgiving. I want you to look at a few things that Paul was thankful for that I believe we can take some cues from, and we can also. 24-7, 365 days a year, be thankful. Paul was thankful for Jesus. Anybody here know what Paul's talking about? You're just thankful for Jesus. He was thankful for the Lord Jesus Christ. Look what he said in 2 Corinthians 9 and verse number 15. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. It's hard to describe all that Jesus is and all that he's done to somebody. You just have to tell him, taste and see for yourself. Taste and see what the Lord has done. Once you taste the living water, once you taste the bread from heaven, you'll never be hungry, you'll never be thirsty again. It is indescribable, the gift of God in Jesus Christ. In 1 Corinthians 15, verse number 57, he said, But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Aren't you glad today for the victory that is yours through Jesus Christ? By the way, that song we just sang and just wore out, More Than a Conqueror, Claudia Morrison wrote that song under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, there's such an anointing on that song giving us the victory, reminding us that we're more than conquerors. But it's not through ourselves, it's through Jesus Christ. Paul understood this, and he was thankful for Jesus. I, I thought he, he really narrowed down his thanksgiving for Jesus in two areas. He was thankful for the empty grave. Now remember, just days before, just weeks before, just months before, Paul hated Jesus, didn't he? He went to great lengths, in fact, to stamp out the cause of Christ. Why? Because he did not believe him to be the Messiah. He didn't believe that what he was saying and what he was teaching was factual and was truthful. 
He was confused, but he was on a mission. Let's get rid of Jesus. Finally, his friends succeed in this, or at least they thought they did, didn't they? Jesus was crucified. Paul breathes a sigh of relief, and all those who were against Christ. Finally, the nonsense is over. This madman saying crazy things, speaking heresy. Finally, his voice is silenced. He's dead, and it's over. But it wasn't over. It was just a three-day little vacation there. Because in three days, Jesus rose from the grave. There he is again, Paul says. There he is again, the followers of, uh, uh, the ones who are following Paul and are against Christ. I believe Paul guarded the coats of those who stoned Stephen. I further believe that Paul participated in the deaths of many others who were following Christ. He hated Christ. So why would he now be thankful for Christ? Because he had an encounter with Christ. He had an encounter on a road to Damascus, the Damascus Road. Acts chapter 9 details this event. Jesus appears to him, blinding his eyes, and he says, Lord, in verse number 5, who are you? And Jesus says to him, I am Jesus. I am the one that you've been persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the goads. In this moment, folks, Paul realizes Jesus is no longer in the grave. He's no longer dead. He realizes that he was who he said he was. So this is why he's thankful, first of all, for Jesus. The grave was empty. He rose victorious. And this is what separates us and why we should be thankful for Jesus. People think we've lost our minds, that we're fanatics. And I say, yes, I have lost my mind. I needed a new one. I needed a new mind. How many of y'all needed a new mind, a new way of thinking? Amen. I didn't like my old mind. So why, why do we get excited? Why are we so thankful for Jesus? Jesus died, but he rose. Here is the distinction. He rose. It was witnessed by his disciples. It was witnessed by the group of 120 in the upper room. It was witnessed by 500 other believers. He rose victorious over the grave. Paul was thankful for this. He understood this, and he was thankful for this. He was also thankful for the eternal gift of everlasting life. The eternal gift of everlasting life. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. 2 Corinthians 9.15 He tried so hard to work at what he thought was right. As he held the coats of those stoning Stephen, he only did it because he thought this was right. He was passionate about what he believed. He was a zealous and religious man. He knew scripture. He knew the old, old scripture, Old Testament scripture. He was very knowledgeable. But he was wrong. 
And he understood that religion cannot get you to heaven. Your works cannot get you to heaven. He finally realized you must receive this gift by faith. Salvation is a gift to be received. We learned this scripture in EE, Evangelism Explosion. It's Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. How many have received this gift of grace from God? And today you would say, I am thankful for Jesus. I am thankful for salvation. I am thankful just as Paul was for Christ. Paul was a thankful man. He was thankful for Jesus, but he was thankful for those who followed Jesus. Paul was secondly thankful for Christians. Several times in his writings, his epistles to the churches, he would say how thankful he was. I'm just going to share a couple with you. To the Philippian church, he said in chapter 1 and verse number 3, I thank my God every time I think about you. Upon every remembrance of you, I thank God. Is there someone that comes to your mind that every time you think about them, you thank God, you're thankful? I'm, of course, I think of my children. Of course, I think of Karen. Where would I be without her in my life? I thank God every time I think about her. But I also thank God every time I think about you. You're on my list of significant moments in my life. I was telling the 815 service that I, have a, I literally have a list of significant God moments. The first on my list is November the 14th, 1982. And that's when I accepted the gift of eternal life by accepting Jesus. Karen, and when I, when I married her, and the birth of each of my children. But when I was accepted and asked to come, actually, and voted in to lead this congregation of people as the senior pastor, it is on my list of significant God moments. And I thank God for you. And as I think about you throughout my days, I give God thanks for you, and I pray for you. He said to the Roman church in Romans chapter 1, verse number 8, First, I thank my God through Jesus for you all, that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his Son, that without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayers, making request if by some means now at last I may find a way, if in the will of God to come to you, for I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gift so that you may be established. This sounds like words from a man who loved the saints. He loved those who were following Jesus, who had encountered Jesus just as he had. Jesus said in John 13, 35, by this you will know that you are, they will know that you are my disciples. By what? If you love one another. It astounds me how many churches are filled with people who say they love Jesus, but don't love their brother. They don't love one another. 
They may say they do, but you know what they say. Actions, what? You do know what they say. Actions speak louder than words. Folks, we, not, we cannot say that we love Jesus and Jesus only. We must love Jesus, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, and love your neighbor like you love yourself. This is the testimony and the proof that we love God. We love one another. It's easy to love the lovable. What about the unlovable? What about the one? It's easy to love the saints. What about the one who's not so saintly? <laughs> there's, some, there's some people who aren't so saintly. You know what I'm talking about. We're to love Love the brethren, love disciples, love each other. Sometimes they don't talk like a Christian, love them anyhow. Sometimes they don't walk like a Christian, love them anyhow. Sometimes they say things that ought not be said. They hurt us. We're to love. We too should be thankful just as Paul was for the Christians. Do you remember the one who was instrumental in leading you to the Lord? How many remember that one? I have two people. On the day that I committed my life to Christ, two pastors, John St. John and Keith Burroughs. John St. John has gone on to be with the Lord, and Keith Burroughs is an associate pastor in uh, Orlando, Florida area. But they were instrumental in me coming to the Lord on November the 14th in 1982. We should be thankful for the people who were instrumental in leading us to the Lord. Have you ever had a brother or sister come alongside of you when you were in need and they helped you? Amen. Don't ever forget those times. Thank God for them. Look around this room. Are you thankful for the people in this room? We should be thankful. It lets us know we're not alone in the journey. Somebody else is there with us. Somebody else to encourage us along the way. I love the timing of an anointed brother or sister. A phone call, a letter, a card, a text. You know, it could even be as simple as a text nowadays. How many believe God can anoint a text? <laughs> See, God's hip on the modern technology. I don't know if you knew that or not. I might not be, some of y'all might not be, but God is. And he can put an anointing on a text that you zip off to somebody. It might be exactly what they need in that moment. Wow. Think about sending somebody an anointed text this week. Encourage somebody. They're going to be thankful for that. They're going to be thankful for you. Finally, Paul was just crazy, or crazy. He was just thankful all the time. It was, that's crazy to me. I put it like this. Paul was thankful constantly. Because I, I, I'm just not there. I'm going to be honest. I'm striving and I'm praying that God helps me to get there. But there's sometimes it's hard to be thankful. There's some situations that arise in our lives 
Would you agree it's just hard to be thankful sometimes? How many would say, Pastor, I think it's hard sometimes to be thankful in everything? You lose somebody that you love and you spent most of your life with them? That's hard. Isn't that hard, Mickey? It's hard, isn't it? How many have lost a spouse? Anybody lo lose a spouse? Your spouse has gone on before you. It's hard. Ricky, that's hard. You lose grandparents. You lose people you love to death. We prayed for a good many that either are battling with cancer or some of our loved ones and our friends. That's hard. Look what he said in 1 Thessalonians 5.18. In everything, give thanks. Look what else it says. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Now this actually encourages me because it says that First of all, it's not a suggestion. We are to be thankful in everything. I believe it's a mandate. I really do. Not a suggestion. You know, well, if you feel like it, you ought to give thanks for everything. I, I think it's a mandate from God. We are to be thankful in everything. Now, this encourages me because I know that God would never ask me to do something that was with, uh, beyond my ability to do. So if he's telling me I'm to be thankful in everything, then I can be thankful in everything. I can be thankful when it, the sun is shining or when the storms roll in. I can be thankful. On the good days and on the bad days, I can be thankful. In everything, give thanks. Sometimes, folks, it might just be a... Thank you anyhow, or as the choir sings from time to time, hallelujah anyhow. Because it's just today, not the rest of my life. It's just a season, not the, not the end of everything. It's just what you're going through right now. Learn to give God thanks in every situation and in every, everything that you face. Job, I think of Job, lost everything, lost his, well, almost everything. Lost his family, lost his livelihood. His friends, quote, unquote, come to, quote, unquote, encourage him. And I think he's lost his mind. His wife even says, curse God and die. Isn't that what she said? Now, there's the wife you want right by your side when the, Going gets tough. But you know what he said? I came into this world with nothing. And it is certain I'm leaving this world with nothing. He said, naked I came, naked I'm leaving. The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, I wonder, could we say that together? The Lord gives, and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. See, it's an attitude, folks. It's a mindset. And I'm going to give you the key to thanksgiving. Pimo, I want you to come. 
The key to thanksgiving is thanks living. There it is. It's a lifestyle. When you get up tomorrow morning, should the Lord let you wake? In everything else you're praying, be sure to thank God. You should always thank God. If something arises that is not so pleasant that you did not expect, before you react, thank God. Just thank Him that He's in control. You don't know the outcome yet, but just, God, I thank you that you have this. You got this, and I'm in your hand, and everything's going to be okay. No matter what the outcome is, it is going to be okay. If you lose your job, it's still going to be okay. Lots of people lost their job over the last three, four, five years. Lots of people. And you know what? Somehow, some way, they survived. They made it. God, God did other things. Sometimes losing a job is one of the best things that could ever happen to a person. You may not want to write that down, but I'm just telling you. It's the truth. It's the gospel truth. You don't know how many things I'm thankful for today that I prayed many, many years ago that God would do it one way and he ended up doing it another way. And I'm so thankful today he did not do it my way. Y'all get that? Sometimes I think I know better than God. And I'm just stubborn and I'm willful. I'm selfish. So sometimes I just, I kick and scream like a little baby. I want my way. But God loves me enough sometimes not to let me have my way. So I just say, God, have your way. And I'm going to thank you all the way. Come on, get up on your feet here this morning. We thank you, God. We thank you, God. Come on, is anybody still thankful here? I know Thanksgiving is done. I know all the turkey's been eaten. I know we did some of our shopping already and all the things we do on Thanksgiving. But I wonder, is there anybody still thankful? Hallelujah. Oh, we love you, we love you, we love you, Lord. We're so thankful, Jesus. So thankful, Jesus. You've been so good to us. You've been so good to us. your heads all over this room. I wonder if there's anyone here today, your heart isn't right with God. Today is the day of total surrender. Today is the day everything changes for you. God put you on a new path. If you're here today and you've not fully surrendered your heart and life to God, accepted the gift of eternal life through his son Jesus, but you would like to do that now. I just want you to lift your hand and put it right back down. I want to pray for you before we leave. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? Today's your day of destiny. Today's your day of turnaround and change. Thank you. Thank you. Come on. There's some courageous folks in the room whose lives are in the process of being turned around and changed. Anybody want to join them? 
the best thing you'll ever do, not just today, but for the rest of your life, is surrender to God. If you have lifted your hand and you're serious about this commitment, I want you to take another courageous step, and that is to step out from where you are. Pastor Moses is going to lead us in this chorus. And as the first word that he sings, I want you to step out and come and meet me and my altar workers at this altar. Today is your day of turning. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Come on, you lifted your hand. Blessed be your name. Come and pray with me right now. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Blessed be your glorious name. Come on, step Blessed out and be come shake my hand. tonight. Pastor Jim's going to bring us the word, anointed word. I can't wait to hear this word. It's going to be an awesome, awesome word for us. I want you to come back. Join us for prayer as well at 530. And remember to stop by and uh, sign up for life groups and get you some Christmas around the world postcards. You don't want to miss tonight. Tonight is, uh, I've titled it Guilty by association. Guilty by association. So, uh, yeah, join us tonight as we study God's word. Lord, we want to thank you for, for allowing us to be in your presence once again. We want to thank you that you are, that you are master and savior. We thank you that your presence once again was in this place and that lives were changed and and healings took place. Thank us. We thank you, Lord, for for allowing Pastor Steve to to be anointed and to give your word in such power and such force. Take us to our homes today. Bless us as we depart. 
give us your grace and you give us your mercy. In your precious name, amen. Oh, next week, next Sunday, we are having one service at 10 o'clock. We are having our Christmas Around the World production that Sunday evening. So uh, one service, 10 o'clock, next Sunday morning. Thank you.